Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The following is a paid program. Hey, Big Blue Nation. It's time for Morning Tip-Off on Talk Radio 1080. Now, here's every Wildcats best friend, Michael Bennett. Good morning, Big Blue Nation. This is the Monday morning edition of Morning Tip-Off, being brought to you by the plumbers, pipefitters, welders, and HVAC technicians of the local 502. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, my name is Michael Bennett, along with... Wait a minute, let me clear my eyes here. Hold on, who is that over there? Uh, is that you, Shannon? It's only been three days. Only? Yeah. Three long days. Well, let's see. I was touring the state of Kentucky. Yes. I did a radio show from a funeral home. <laughs> Uh, then yeah. I did a radio show from a dairy farm. <laughs> really? Yeah, in Bowling Green. Okay, so you go from golf, death to birth. I, exactly, exactly. And then, it's kind of backwards. But. Yeah. And then Friday was a golf scramble. Friday was a golf scramble. Yep. How, how was that well attended? It was, yeah. Sold out quickly. and It did. A little Good. warm out there, but we were serving up Shane and the Dudes Brew to everybody you, who came to the fifth hole. Did you have enough? Uh, actually, they ran out at the other one. They had they two different did? ones. Yeah. And I left before it was completely over, so who knows what happened. They may have ran out of all of it. Shoot, if you were gone, I would have just taken the whole thing and forgot about <laughs> the golf and drank the beer. Yeah, they had a little keg, a little miniature keg there. So it was? Yeah, and they just pouring it out of a cooler. Oh, I would have taken the miniature keg along with it. <laughs> I know you would have. Wouldn't even use the cup. That's <laughs> awesome. So, well, you know, we How were had, things while I was gone. Things were great. Good. Uh, and, of course, we had Clint filling in for you. Uh, and then Billy... Who I was going to have do a couple of segments on Friday. Get him, you know, he wants to get into this business more and more. And I thought, you know, let Billy have a little shot here. But unfortunately for Billy, Cameron Mills showed up. Did he he crash the party? He really did. He sits right down here. And all of a sudden, he starts taking over the microphone. Uh And then makes fun of my shorts because I had on these bright shorts on. And he says, Michael, nobody wears cargo anymore. So I was wearing cargo shorts, but you know I, I'm at the so radio station. So just because station. you have a couple of extra pockets, nobody wears that anymore. Yes. I mean, I've got khaki colored shorts on right now. I just don't have the extra yeah cargo pockets. Yeah, well, he took over. But I, I will tell you this: there were a lot of things I learned about Cameron on Friday, and of course, last week we talked about with uh, Kate Spade. I don't know if you saw that Kate Spade who makes all the horses yeah, and all the stuff for women stuff committed suicide, and then Anthony Bourdain. Did on Thursday, so Cameron's like bringing this up. Actually, that was one of the topics I wanted to talk about. And uh, Cameron starts saying, "You know, I have anxiety and depression issues." And I brought up to him, "I do as well." And it's like, "Wait, you're depressed as much as you giggle and laugh?" <laughs> yeah, you know that was that was part of the problem with um, Chris Farley. Yeah, I mean, you see a lot of comedians. Robin Williams is another is fine true. example. Yeah. Just because you laugh a lot doesn't mean that uh, you can't suffer from that's true. Something like that's that. True. Artie Lang. I don't know if you know that name. He was I on the do. Howard Stern show. He yes. attempted suicide himself. He when recently? Oh no, this was years ago. Oh, it was okay. Yeah. yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. So, uh, but well, luckily he was unsuccessful. Thank goodness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so hopefully you got that support out there. I, you know, just we 
kind of finished up on it Friday, but hopefully you've got that kind of support. Uh, it's, uh, Lynn Bowden, I don't know if you saw that or not, put out a tweet this week, uh, over the weekend, I guess it was, that was a little unusual. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, I guess the big news today, well, kind of two things, but to me the bigger one is Justify. Oh, yeah. Triple Crown winner, you, you know, we talked about that, saying we will never see this happen again in our lifetime. Yes. And then just a few years later, it happens again. Exactly. And uh, but, but I even think a bigger story than that is Cindy McLaughlin. What do you think about Sydney? She is something else. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you haven't been paying attention to UK track and field, where the heck have you been? First of all, she's easy on the eyes. <laughs> I don't think that's what she wants to be known for. Well, uh, it's a compliment. Come on, <laughs> it's it's very much a compliment. You're pr- you're exactly right. She don't want to be noticed, uh, known for her looks, but yeah. she is. She's an attractive young lady. But man, to watch her, I, I've never really cared about watching track and field. I made it appointment television mm-hmm. to watch her and all the other UK athletes that were out there because she wasn't the only one. But my gosh, when you watch her do the 400-meter hurdle, it's effortless. It doesn't even look like she's putting a lot of effort into it. She's just gliding. All these other girls are out there struggling, really trying to go as fast as they can. And Sydney is just gliding across that track. Of course, it was, I didn't know, did you see it at all? I did not see it. It was raining. It was out in Oregon. And uh, it was raining out there, so the weather was inclement. And I'm thinking, wow, this is just like the Triple Crown, So, except there's no mud. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's out there and just goes over him and wins. The funny part to me is that the camera couldn't keep up and w- with her because you had the rest of the pack so far back. So right. the camera had to choose, okay, what am I going to follow? And I was like, well, you follow the leader. Forget about the rest of the pack. <laughs> follow her. Yeah. And uh, that was just something. And then, of course, unfortunately, now track and field has won and done. She announced as soon as she won. Think that's going to be a new trend now? Every yeah. sport starts to have won and dones? Yes. Yes. I hope not. You know, it's one of those things we were talking about before. I knew there, I, I, I thought I did, that there were professional track and field. Hussein uh, Bolt was one of those guys that went out there and he's made all kinds of money. I fully expect her to make all kinds of money. Now, the question was posed, who is the greatest athlete to ever come out of Kentucky? It's her. And, and her name is definitely coming up. Because she is the best in the world. As you know, as many great basketball players as we've had come through Kentucky, Yeah. when they were in college, they weren't the best in the world. Right. Because we had so many better players in the NBA. Same goes with football, baseball. She's the best at what she does in the world. And I don't know if we've ever had anybody like that at Kentucky. When at their time at Kentucky, they were the best in the world. And I think that's a great that's a great question to pose. Do you does everybody else out there believe that she is the greatest athlete to ever come out of Kentucky? Unfortunately, only there for uh, one year. Of course, she was born and raised up in New Jersey, but uh, uh, I I would have to agree with you because of that fact right there. Nobody else within the athletic department that has come there to be a student athlete at Kentucky has ever had any kind of record like she has in any other sport. Right, yeah. We can say talk about all the great basketball players that went to the NBA and had great careers. Yeah. But I'm talking about while they were at Kentucky, they were the best at what they did. Right. She's and it. she's it, bar yeah. none. Bar yeah. none. 
So because uh, we, I'm trying to think, is nobody in softball, baseball, nobody in um, archery. I mean, nothing else out there. Maybe there's a bass fisherman out there that's going to be able to. <laughs> but anyway, 502-571-1080, 877-904-1080, or you can tweet me at Morning Tip Off. Uh, but a uh, lot to, believe it or not, there is a lot to talk about today. Uh, uh, some of the other things that, uh, of course, we mentioned the Triple Crown. Was that, uh, you know, the, one of the things that kind of bugged me, and I mentioned it for a little bit on Friday, Winstar, who owns majority of justify they also owned another horse called audible which ran third in the derby didn't run in the preakness and then they held it back from the belmont because they didn't want just it it to ruin justify's chances in winning the triple crown you like that yeah that they held it out Another good horse that could potentially not really, not really, because if you win the triple crown, I I would like to think that that horse ran against the best horses out there. My point exactly. So if that horse would have been, you know, eligible to run in the Belmont, I would have liked to have seen it run up against Justify. Yeah, and that's the way I feel. And I, I, I just I want the triple crown winner to know that it had beaten. Every horse out there. Because to me, it cheapens it a little bit. It does to me. And the more triple, you don't want your triple crown horses, you know, you don't want a triple crown winner every single year, right? Yes. So the more you have it, it's almost like the prestige of it kind of wears off a little bit. Now, it happened, we hadn't had a triple crown winner until just a few years back, and it had been a long time since we'd had one. Now, are we kind of getting triple crowned out to where. People are, are going to look at it next year. Ah, oh, it's no big deal. Everybody it's already going. happened twice. It doesn't really yes. mean as much now. You yeah. Know. You think that's going to start happening now? Yeah, I think it could. I think it could. If it happens every couple of years, it's definitely not as special. Yeah. Because, you know, t- how much were we talking about it when it happened a few years ago? Like, oh, we're never going to see this happen again. Right. This is, you know, once in a lifetime type thing. And then it happens a few years later. It's like, well, and I, guess Bob, it, I guess it really wasn't that big of a deal anyway. And Bob Baffert's had both of those. So, yeah. uh, I mean, he's he's doing something right. But anyway, let's go ahead and take a break. Hey, you want to give us a call? 502-571-1080 or toll-free 877-904-1080. And you can also tweet me at Morning Tip Off. We'll be right back in a couple minutes. Good morning. This is Morning Tip Off. Ben, thank you very much. You know who wrote that song, who? by the way? Who? I got was the Bengals. I believe they're the Bengals' first hit. Prince. Prince wrote this song? Prince wrote that song. And he didn't want to do it himself, so he just handed it off to somebody else. But, you know, that's one of those amazing things. And this is part of, I don't know why I remember ridiculous stuff like that. Random I, facts that nobody yes, cares about. Exactly. <laughs> I was, that's why I was always so good at trivia. Yeah. But our trivial pursuit. But um, first of all, the lead singer, I can't think of her name right now. I always thought she was one of the prettiest girls ever. Mm -hmm. But uh, I I remember reading a story about it. He would write songs in five minutes or less, and they would just be tremendous hits. He should have saved that one. Yeah. Could have made some more money off of it. (laughs) He should have made it a happy Monday. But uh, anyway, hey, go ahead. Such thing as a happy Monday? (laughs) Yes, there is. (laughs) Go ahead. You got to make it a happy Monday. I'm trying to look out the window, and uh, it's starting to clear out a little. Sun's coming out. Of course, when I was driving in here, I don't know if it was a shame for you, because you get here a little later than I do, but it was cloudy, a little drizzly. It was like, oh, boy. 
Is it really Monday? No, but there are times when I love when the rain comes down. That's one of the most. I love thunderstorms. They relax me. Is that crazy? No, it's fine. Whatever. Okay. Each their own. All right, fine. <laughs> All right, let's get back into the, the. There's a couple other people I do want to mention because I, I got a tweet yesterday from somebody saying you are going to talk about some of the other people at track and field, and I was like, yes, of course I am. But uh, it's one of those things where we don't mention, and I feel like it's worth mentioning, but men's decathlon at the NCAA Track and Field National Championship was won, won by a Kentucky player or a Kentucky athlete named Tim Duckworth. Women's pole vault. And boy, you could go so far with that. But uh, women's pole vault uh, was won by Olivia Groover. And then you've got, um, and you can't forget this one either. What about Jasmine Camacho Quinn and winning the women's 100 meter hurdles? That's just one of those unbelievable things, too. I mean, here she's looks like she's just going as fast as she can, and she is flying down there all of a sudden. I because I watched her run and do the 100 meter hurdle, and she was behind. Then all of a sudden, here she came, and you knew she was going to win. And she's one of those other girls that's just unbelievably. How fast they can! I, that's where I would love to put some pads on them and make them a wide receiver. What is happening? Is Kentucky becoming a track and field school all of a sudden? I mean, well, you know, that's a great a long point. basketball school. When is the last time you saw so much attention at the University of Kentucky on all these different minor sports? You had volleyball had a phenomenal year. Yep. Softball, golf, golf. Um, uh, the rifle team won the national championship, and then you got track and field here. Yep. It wasn't the major sports that you see, football and basketball. I mean, how incredible is that? And, of course, we give it all to your uh, your good friend, who I, I think has done – I will compliment him every time. Somebody out there is going to say, oh, he doesn't do that great job. I don't get how you can say Mitch Barnhart is not one of the best, if not the best, athletic director in the state of uh, in the state of Kentucky, but also in the, in the, the United States. Yeah, yes. I would agree with that. He's done a great job making all these other minor sports relevant at this point. Like you said, we haven't talked about track and field and volleyball. Never. Golf. Never. So, yeah. Yeah. Credit to Mitch Barnhart. It is credit to him. But, uh, all right, let's go back to, because this is one thing a lot of people have been talking about as well, and that's LeBron James. Oh. And is he the greatest NBA player ever? He's the greatest whiner. I'll give him that. My, I totally Good agree with grief, you right man. there. I mean, you know, that, that's the, people say, well, why do you hate LeBron? I don't hate LeBron, first no, of all. No, I don't either. I root for him. Yeah, but... The thing that kind of turns me off against LeBron James is how much he complains. Every time he gets called for a foul, he, he whines to the ref. It's like he never does anything wrong in his mind. He's a great player. Oh, he's a great player. And but then, of course, in the postgame show, he comes out with this big cast on his arm. Yes. As if to say, well, you know, yeah, we got swept. But the reason was I was hurt the entire time. And I didn't want anybody to know that I was hurt. Did you see P.J. Washington come out after the Kansas State game and he had a splint on his pinky no. and complain about his pinky no. hurting him? And that's no. the reason he didn't shoot free throws? No. This is a grown man we're talking about, yeah. LeBron James. And he comes out with a cast. And that, that's the thing that kind of threw it overboard for me right there. And then, of course, all the focus goes on the cast. It goes away yes. from the fact that they just yes. got swept. Yes. 
It all goes to his little boo-boo. And he could... <laughs> <laughs> when is the last time you ever said that? I don't know, but that's what it reminds me of. He's like a child. Yeah. Well, I, I, he would go straight up to the referee because there are NBA calls, there are LeBron, LeBron James calls. And he would go up to the referee and start complaining. Then he would look up the screen. Hey, look at the screen. Look at the screen. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. You committed the foul. Deal yeah. with it. Let's move on. You're delaying the game. Yeah. And, of course, I, my first thought was, okay... How was the viewership? Was it up? Was it down? Sure, it was down, right? It was down. Yeah, no, who, yeah. who cares at this point? They were, you knew they were going to get beat, whether it would be th- four games, five games, whatever. Well, see, I think it all started before the championship started. People didn't care about seeing the Warriors or the Cavs play again. It's all J.R. Smith's fault. I mean, if he is that what it is? If he would just hit that layup, they would have won game one. <laughs> that, that's another post-game show. I thought, you know... Sit there, LeBron James. Take the questions. Don't walk off. Yeah. You can answer the questions. But that cast deflects everything. It deflects the hard questions because all the questions that people would have about the game all of a sudden now go about the cast. Oh, you got a cast on your hand. What happened? Hmm. I'll tell you what. Next time we do a really bad radio show, I'm going to come in here with a big wrap around my vocal cords. <laughs> like, you know, I, I had a sore throat. Is That's that why the show was so yeah. bad yesterday. I had yeah. a sore throat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank goodness those don't happen too often. But uh, they were trying to say that you know he was just plain hurt and he didn't want to have any kind of cast or wrap on that arm because or that hand because he didn't want to tip off the Warriors that he was hurt because they thought that they would you know focus on it and try to bang into his his hand and hurt him. Yeah, that was his excuse. Okay, whatever. My, My whole thing is if it was really hurt that bad, you would have it wrapped up. Well, supposedly he didn't want the Warriors to know. That's what that, I just said. Yeah, that's yeah. what is exactly what I just said. But yeah. But then if you look in Game Three, he was throwing the the ball off the backboard to himself and slamming it. It's like, okay, if your hand was hurt that bad, you wouldn't be doing all that stuff. No, not at all. You'd be doing just a normal layup. You know what play I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking He's about. He's driving into the lane, throws yeah. the ball off the backboard to himself, catches yeah. it. Yeah. Slams it. That's that's okay. When, that's not how a, a player with a broken hand <laughs> plays. Well, it's severely injured hand where you yeah. have to have a soft. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I, I remember it distinctly, and it's just like uh, throw the attention away, answer the questions, let's move on. And no, LeBron James isn't even in the top ten as best players in the NBA to me. I would. Well, take, I wouldn't say that. Now he's still a great player. Oh no, I agree. He's a great player. I think he's top ten. I think he's probably still the best. Okay, maybe ten. Oh, but still, you think he's the best? I think he he's right wow. there. If he's not the best, he's right there. Who, who's better? I right now, I'd take Kevin Durant over. I'd take LeBron James. Mm. Yeah, but Kevin Durant's playing with a bunch of talented guys around him. Okay. LeBron James is what Kevin Love, mm. J.R. Smith. If you want to count him, all right. Who well, else? That's it. Okay. All right. All right. No, I mean you can I, have I, your opinion. I'm not. I'm not saying you can't. I have your disagree opinion. with you. Okay. Yeah. I, I. I would take. There's so many other players I would rather take. Michael Jordan. I well, Michael take, Jordan's not playing. You'd rather have Michael Jordan right now, at his age. Oh come on. I'm talking about over the history of NBA basketball. I think there are far better players than him. Oh, so you mean he's not in the top ten of history? Correct. In the history of NBA. Correct. Okay. Because yeah. I thought you were meaning like right now. No, not right now. Oh no, no, no. I. I, I would. Pro- but I will tell you this. With with LeBron right now and Anthony Davis right now, I I might take Anthony Davis over LeBron James. Mm. Really? And that's not because he's a former Kentucky player. Yeah, it is. I'm trying to take that bias <laughs> out, and you're absolutely correct. But <laughs> but <laughs> I I uh, 
I might really uh, question whether or not I want to put him on my team before I put on LeBron James. I know that's crazy. Yeah. 502-571-1080, 877-904-1080. When we come back, I haven't even talked about this. Frank Minifield is going to be on with us, former L and former Brown, two teams I can't stand, but he's coming on to talk about the <laughs> Kentucky NFL Hall of Fame ceremony that's coming up in a couple of weeks. And one of our favorites is going to be in that ceremony, Wesley Woodyard. We're going to talk about him. So a lot more to talk about as well. We'll see you in a couple minutes. This is Morning Tip Off being brought to you by the Plumbers, Pipe Fitters, Welders, and HVAC, te- <laughs> HVAC Technicians of the Local 502. Thank you for shaking your head. Yes, I said it correctly. Joining us this morning, which I'm, I'm really ex- I'm halfway excited about this. How's that, Shannon? Is that fair to say I'm halfway excited? You should be excited. If you, get, you ask the guy to come on the show, you got to be excited to have him on. But but he went to L. Well, that's okay. And on top of it all, he played for the Cleveland Browns. So, okay, I'll, I'll be excited just for you, but don't let him know. But uh, <laughs> good morning, Frank Minifield. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's the, that might be the single most, uh, the best entrance into a show I've ever heard in my life. But, of course, you originated that along with, remind me, uh, uh, Dixon, right? That's right, but but just be uh, honest with me. That did send some chills, right? <laughs> Honestly, I can tell you right now, I still have the cold chills going down my back. Listen, I I remember you playing against the Bengals, and you just eat them alive. And I'm just like, oh my gosh! First of all, he went to U of L. And then you went to, of course, you born and raised in Lexington, went to Henry Clay High School, and you don't even go to UK. Yeah, uh, that's a long story. <laughs> we'll get into that. I hope uh, before night, before the morning's up. Yes. Well, I mean, feel free to go through it right now. Can you make a, a cliff note version of it? Oh uh, yeah. You know, um, um, you know, growing. I, I actually grew up in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Basically, I mean, I, I probably wasn't a mile from Main Street where I grew up at. I, probably less than a mile. As a matter of fact. If you've been to Rupp Arena, uh, the big parking lot uh, adjacent to Rupp Arena is where my neighborhood used to be. Oh, wow. Uh, they tore down my neighborhood to build that parking lot. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and so I, I was I was probably uh, living in that parking lot when it was houses. Yes. Uh, until I was about 10 years old. Oh, wow. Uh, so I grew up in downtown Lexington, and, um, and so... Going to high school at Henry Clay High School, um, I just assumed that all the best players in Lexington, Kentucky, would go to UK. Yes. And uh, at the time, uh, Coach Fran Kersey uh, was the head coach. And Fran Kersey, uh, in his wisdom, could not find a position for a 5'8", 135-pound group. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why that just makes no sense to me and i'm sure Sonny collins gives you a, 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 a hard time about that all the time is that fair to say well you know i, I don't think Sonny collins really know my story probably <laughs> oh he doesn't well we need to change that so i was um i, I was I, I would have been the class of 78 yes uh, so um 
I'm not really sure when Sonny left, but I remember watching Sonny at at uh, Kentucky. I mean, Sonny was bigger than life in Lexington, Kentucky during those years. Uh, and so I'm sure Sonny wasn't paying attention to a, a hundred and hundred plus defensive back and only five eight uh, from Henry Clay High School. I'm sure he didn't have no idea. Uh, there was a Frank Minifield over in Lexington, Kentucky, that was going to end up being one of the greatest cornerbacks that will play in the uh, National Football League. Uh, I like to throw that in there just so that. Uh, <laughs> and you should. You know that the training that I went through at the University of Louisville was good training. But uh, in the end, man, uh, I remember I remember being on the phone with uh, Coach Kersey and and my head coach at Henry Clay High School because we still had a lot of hopes of just going over and being a walk-on at, at uh, UK. And uh, Coach Frank Kersey, uh, I'll never forget it, uh, because it really lit the fire in me for the rest of my life. Uh, I'll never forget the words that he spoke. He said, um, he said Coach Jake Bell, uh, I'm, really, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but we feel like we would be doing Frank Minifield a disservice. Wow. Wow. And then, and then, of course, you walked on at University of Louisville, who uh, I think they were kind of on life support at that point when it came to the football program. Is that fair to say? That's fair to say. Uh, as a matter of fact, they took a couple votes at the board level, uh, you know, where they was going about ready to disband the That's right. program uh, during those years. And see, uh, but, I, you know, I, I, I owe it to my head coach, but not my head coach, my defensive back coach at at Henry Clay High School, because I was I was really after after they said I couldn't go to University of Kentucky, I was really headed to Moorhead because Moorhead was at least going to give me a partial scholarship, and at the time they had Phil Sims up at Moorhead, and so I was headed to Moorhead, and my defensive back coach. Uh, basically talked me out of it, and and all the reasons why he thought I should go to University of Louisville all made sense to me, uh, and so the rest is history. Uh, I show up at University of Louisville unannounced. <laughs> I've had several parties like that when I haven't been invited. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't invited. Uh, I show up, and uh, they didn't have my name on no list. They didn't have. They didn't know I was coming. Uh, I had I had spoken to uh, a recruiter, but apparently he didn't realize that I was coming. And uh, <laughs> I show up, um, and basically I was sitting on the curve waiting for him to decide whether or not I could stay or not. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I, uh, the first couple of years at University of Louisville was pretty tough. Well, see, to me, I, I just, it's an amazing story to, to, um, learn about you that here you walk on at U of L and then you became a four time pro bowler and, uh, first team all pro. And it's just unbelievable. I knew you were great. I didn't realize, uh, realize you had, uh, this kind of a start into your college career, but, uh, congratulations. Now you've got the 17th annual. Kentucky NFL Hall of Fame coming up uh, in a couple of weeks, and you you started this kind of. Where did that come from, and and who's going to be inducted this year? Well, I, I can't take the credit of being the starter. There was there was some pro, there was some pro football players in Lexington, Kentucky, 
that was trying to find a fundraiser to basically raise money for charities in Lexington, Kentucky. And we tried several things, and, and the Kentucky Pro Football Hall of Fame was, was one of the ideas after several other attempts that uh, basically kind of really got some traction. Um, I mean, it, it's amazing uh, where we're at now uh, because when we first started Kentucky Pro Football Hall of Fame, it was really, truly just trying to raise money for a charity. And, 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 you know, now the whole focus is really to honor the, the, the great football player and the great heritage that the state of Kentucky has with the National Football League. Uh, I can remember the very first, uh, uh, group that we, um, that, that we inducted. I mean, uh, we, we selected that group in probably about 30 minutes. <laughs> Literally, it was about 30 minutes, and and, uh, and under no circumstances could we do that again today. I mean, now it takes eight months to come up with our slate. Really? Yeah, it takes us about eight months. We start uh, we start about um, we start about two months after uh, after this event is over with, and uh, we kind of get a preliminary slate about January. Yes. Um, uh, but we really uh, we have a we have a uh, almost a twenty person committee. Oh wow! That reviews the history of all our players, how many games they played in, how many starts. Um, there we don't we don't look at nothing that happened in college. Uh, it's so it's purely it's purely NFL, and that's all there is to it. Because I do want to get to a question in a minute, but if you don't mind, we're going to take a quick phone call. Or five zero two five seven one ten eighty toll free eight seven seven nine zero four ten eighty. Ben, you have a question for Frank? Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, Frank, how you doing? Um, my doing great. My daughter's actually my daughter's actually worked out uh, with your son there at uh, Next Up Fitness. Great guy. Went to uh, went to the event. You and your son do uh, their Sky Zone. Uh, for the Super Bowl party, spent some time yeah. with you in the Hall of Fame room there upstairs at the VIP. Uh, just wanted yeah. to uh, thank you for being a great part of, uh, you know, Lexington area sports history, uh, raising a great kid and all the things you're doing for the community. Uh, also wanted to, uh, also my daughter, I ain't going to lie, urged me to call in. Uh, she wasn't able to call in and talk to you herself. Uh, so my daughter, Mor- my daughters Morgan and Taylor say hey because they, uh, they remember you uh, fondly from the uh, Super Bash event there. Um uh, 2017, uh, 2017 year, we weren't able to make it out this year. And I just wanted to thank you and uh, Chase for all you do and let you guys know that uh, it's appreciated. And uh, we appreciate you as uh, as a fixture family uh, of the Lexington sports scene. Thank you, man. Ben, I tell you what, that, uh, that was a promo call right there for Frank Minifield. And, and Frank, how much did you have to pay for that? Good gosh. What a great compliment. Uh, I want to make sure you tell Morgan I said hello. And, uh, <laughs> family and chase minifield that uh we appreciate morgan well i i know uh, uh of course what, what i'd like i thought originally what i would do is talk more about dirk minifield who's your cousin but uh just jo- jokingly aside uh but I, I hear you are equally as good a basketball player as a football player well you know i probably uh you know in my own right and uh in the uh in the vein of all great defensive backs, we all think we're great basketball players. <laughs> uh, you know, 
be pretty agile to play defensive back in the National Football League. And so what you will find is that common characteristic among all of them. They all believe that they could have played in the NBA uh, because, you know, most of them can jump high, most of them fast. And um, and if you anywhere close to the state of Kentucky, you love basketball. And That's uh, right. Basketball is probably the first love in my family. And so, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Dirk Minifield, my brother Guy Minifield, uh, 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 my cousin Kenny Minifield, and myself, we were all in the high school at the same time. And uh, and basketball was the big rivalry among the family. <laughs> well, and it's one of the things that uh, the the tides just turned for you, and football became your sport. And then, boy, you made a career out of it. But we got to take a quick break. Can you stay one more quick second with us uh, after we come back? Oh, without doubt. Yeah. Oh, for without joining doubt. us this morning is Frank Minifield here to talk about the Kentucky NFL Hall of Fame ceremony. And uh, of course, we got a couple of people that uh, University of Kentucky fans should be interested and excited who's going to be inducted uh, at the ceremony there in Lexington at the Opera House. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 502 571 or you can tweet me as well at Morning Tip Off. We'll be right back with Frank Minifield. Good morning. This is Morning Tip-Off. I'm Michael Bennett, along with Shannon the Dude. And joining us this morning, Frank Minifield. Of course, a great football player from University of Louisville and Cleveland Browns. Uh, why don't you kind of get into uh, what's happening at the Kentucky Pro Football Hall of Fame induction weekend, which is happening starting the 21st and uh, going through the 22nd. Uh, well, let me uh, go through the list of players that have been inducted this year. And the one thing that everybody's going to recognize is how extensive these guys' relationship is with the National Football League. I mean, all of them have played uh, um, several years. Uh, and the first person I like to talk about is Guy Morse because, you know, everybody uh, kind of lost sight of how great of a football player Guy Morse was in the NFL. And I think that's a great point, absolutely. I mean, you know, everybody – uh, just the, the history stops with Guy Morris at the University of Kentucky. But Guy Morris is probably one of the greatest football players to ever live in the state of Kentucky. Uh, he played 15 years in the NFL, played in two Super Bowls. He was an all-pro player. Uh, uh, probably most people don't even know what position he played. He played <laughs> center for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and, and, you know, we get a lot of blowback. From uh, about Guy Morris because everybody thinks that we're inducting him because of his relationship with UK. But like I said in the beginning, we do not look at the college career of any of our players. Yes, uh, Guy Morris played over two hundred plus games in the NFL. Oh wow! Uh, a great career in the NFL is probably about one hundred forty, one hundred fifty games, and Guy Morris is over two hundred games in the NFL. It's probably only three guys in our in our Hall of Fame that played in more games than, than Guy Morris. And we're not talking about play, we're talking about started. Gee, more games than yeah. Guy Morris. That's one of the things I didn't know that either. But uh, all right, who's after Guy? Uh, the next guy is Tommy Bale. Yeah. Tommy Bale is a resident of, of Lexington, Kentucky, uh, went to UK, uh, refereed in the NFL for 15 years, uh, Referee two Super Bowls, uh, and actually was a was a football player uh, uh, at uh, Henry Clay High School. Oh, okay. Our next guy is uh, Tim Lester. 
Uh, I'm I'm sure a lot of the viewers don't know the name Tim Lester. Tim Lester uh, is from Eastern Kentucky, played for University of Eastern Kentucky. Uh, He was the blocking back for Jerome Bettis. Oh, my gosh. And uh, at first, both of them started out in Los Angeles together, and then both of them came to Pittsburgh Steelers together where they won a Super Bowl together. Wow. Significant. Uh, then we have Ernest Givens. Ernest Givens, University of Louisville, uh, played with one moon, played 10 years in the NFL, all-pro, wide receiver. Um, if you remember, this was the the first run-and-shoot offense yes. in the NFL. Right. Where they were throwing the ball every down. Uh, uh, their running plays was a short, short pass. Uh, and Ernest Givens was the, in my opinion, was the best wide receiver among the four. That and I played him every year. I played him twice a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's a compliment right there alone. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Wesley Woodyard. Uh, Wesley Woodyard. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people say, "How how, how do Wesley Woodyard get in the Hall of Fame? He's still playing." <laughs> well, let me uh, address that. Uh, the way we select our players. We select a player from every era. So we select a player from the pre-70s, then we select a player from the 70s, a player from the 80s, the 90s, and then we get to the present-day player. And we always select a player that is still playing in the NFL or recently retired from the NFL. And we consider them a a present-day player. And so Wesley Woodyard is representing uh, those players uh, he has a ten. He right now he's in his tenth year with the Tennessee Titans, uh, and really have had an unbelievable career. He went undrafted, yeah. uh, and we will recognize the name from University of Kentucky. He's really, really done well. Yes, he has. I'm probably one of the hardest working players out there as well. I, I, that's the one thing I remember him. He never gave up on a play, and he still doesn't. That's that's. I'm convinced that's why he still has a career in the NFL. And then, lastly, I'm sure everybody would uh, uh, gets excited when they hear this name. Uh, <laughs> uh, you asked me this question last night. Yes. Uh, Jerome Bettis. We're going to be honoring Jerome Bettis. Uh, and Jerome Bettis is receiving the Blanton Cario Award. The Blanton Cario Award goes to uh, someone that has shown great character in football and outside of football. Uh, so this ain't your bullies that that play in the <laughs> Yeah, this ain't your, this ain't the guys that go out after football and get in trouble. These are the these are the good guys of pro football. Yes, and so yeah. Rome Bettis is going to go on a a list that has names like uh, Jim Brown, Gail Sayers, uh, Peyton Manning, the Harbaugh family. That's um, that's unbelievable. Uh, I, I hate to cut you off right there, but uh, we're we're running out of time, Frank. But let's let's go ahead and give out the when and where and how people can uh, get tickets to come to this uh, in Lexington. Okay, so the when and where is going to be uh, June the twenty second in downtown Lexington at the Lexington Opera House. Starts at seven o'clock. Tickets are twenty five dollars. Uh, all you have to do is either go to the Lexington Opera House website to purchase tickets, or you can go to the Kentucky Pro Football Hall of Fame website and purchase tickets. All right, we got 30 seconds. So listen, I know you've raised over a million dollars doing this. Congratulations. This money goes to uh, some great 
work there for the youth organizations throughout the state, and I appreciate all you do, Frank. Well, we appreciate you having us on. We're looking forward to having some more of our guys on your show throughout the next couple of weeks, and so we appreciate everything you're doing. All right, thanks, Frank. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Everybody have a great day. Shannon, you too. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.